From Oakland, California, this is Burncast, and I'm Catherine the Great. I'm Kid Beyond. Happy 2-2 Tuesday, and welcome to Burncast. Debom is taking a well-deserved break this week and stepping aside to let me air an interview from a couple of years ago about burners in business, plus a really great audio snippet of Kid Beyond performing at Center Camp. But first, the Burncast Community Bulletin Board. As those of you who've been listening to Burncast for a while know, this show is produced entirely as a gift to the Burning Man community. Debom has worked for years on this 365-day-a-year Burning Man art project, and in my opinion, she's done a really awesome job. And what's great about this show is that it loves participation. Heck, that's how I got roped into becoming a producer. I liked what DeBaum was doing, and I said, I want to play. So if you like what you hear, I encourage you to jump in. Follow us on Twitter, write us a review in the iTunes store, leave comments in the blog, submit media using the link at the top of our webpage, burncast.tv, or heck, if you're feeling the love, send us a donation. Come on in, the water's fine. That wraps up the community bulletin board. Now on to the next installation in my series about burners and business. In June 2007, I sat down with Nikki Duran, owner of Wild on the Inside and creator and producer of Prepare for the Playa, an annual event in San Francisco dedicated to providing everything you need for a great burn. Much more than just your average trunk show, Prepare for the Playa aims to connect burners in business with the folks who could make the most use of their products and services, that is, other burners. As a small business owner and costume designer myself, I was interested in what Nikki had to say about riding the fine line between the no-commerce principle and supporting oneself with one's art. We all know that this can be a somewhat touchy subject amongst Burning Man participants, but I really liked what Nikki had to say about what she calls burnerpreneurs buying local, and supporting your fellow burners in business. I'm Nikki Duran, and I have a designing firm for Faux Fur called Wild on the Inside. How long have you been going to Burning Man? This coming year will be my fourth year. And so how long have you had your business in relation to that? Well, after I came back last year, after 2006, I came back and drove back through Mill Valley and I saw a costume shop in Mill Valley and I looked over and I said, that's where I'm going to have my designs and I'm going to do it now. It was one of those things. It's like I've been making costumes every year for Burning Man mm-hmm. and do kind of fun things, you know, crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's been progressively getting more and more and making things for people. And then after this year, I said, I'm going for it 100%. And when I saw that costume shop in Mill Valley, I thought, how much easier? They're just laying it out for me. Mm-hmm. Just go over there and things in there, in the shop, and sold stuff for Halloween, you know, Uh was the next big thing. And so I'm like, this is it. This is my year. I'm going to go for it. So had you been doing costuming and and sewing before you got into Burning Man? Yeah. I had had done sewing and self-taught, took Mm -hmm. a couple few classes here and there, and they were all very practical things. But it was kind of a model that was trying to fit into a square. This is what a shirt looks like. And yes, you have to have those kind of basics, but then when you got to do the Burning Man stuff, it's like, really, anything goes. I mean, you could have one long sleeve, one short sleeve, and Mm -hmm. that could be really the way you wanted it, and it could be perfect. How the idea for the Prepare for the Playa event came about? 
Well, I was looking for an outlet for the costumes after Halloween. It kind of peters off to a a nothing, you know, until it starts to get ready for Burning Man, and I knew that. And so I was looking for an outlet for Burning Man-style fashions, which I know there's a whole bunch of people out there making them. Mm -hmm. I know there's a whole bunch of neat things going on. And it's not just about fashions, you know, I mean, prepping. uh, Yeah, people prep in so many different ways and whatever it is that gets them excited, you know. And that's why I kind of thought, I said, there's been a lot of trunk shows, and I think trunk shows and things pop up. Fashion is a part of it, and that's an important part for me. It's the part I really get excited (laughs) about. But there's a whole bunch of other things. And my husband is, um, what gets him excited is, you know, building the bikes or building the transportation or the domes, the shade structures. He's into all that kind of stuff. So that gave me the perspective that preparing for the playa is more about things for a whole bunch of different people. Mm -hmm. And it's about everything. So, and there's all these really neat um, people out there doing really neat things. Burning Man people, you know, burners. And that's what my concept was. I was looking for an outlet for the things that I do that excite me and, you know, get me ready for Burning Man. And I knew that there's other people out there that whatever their thing is that they're excited about, lights or funky hairdos or, (laughs) you know, fake dreadlocks or, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. that they were probably looking for an outlet as well. And, of course, the, the Burning Man community giving them an opportunity to shop local, shop burner, to, like, buy from the community, to enhance the community and keep it within, like, we could build each other up that way. And I knew that people start thinking about prepare for the playa. It's got to be a series of three. It's going to start off a little bit slower, but then as it gets to August, it's going to be insane. What has been the response in the community about what you've been doing? It's been very positive. Very, very positive, I would have to say. I was expecting mixed feelings about it, because mm-hmm. I know there's not controversy, but definitely people have... It's a non-commerce event, mm-hmm. and people have very strong feelings. How do you negotiate wanting to make a living mm-hmm. with this, this particular kind of art and that philosophical no commerce and no commodification and that kind of thing. You know, the great experiment, the gifting economy, and I do not want to change it. I love it. I think it's fantastic. The other 51 weeks of the year, we live in the default world that relies on a certain level of trade and barter, and we use money for that. I think figuring out how to make something that brings you inspiration and joy and using the creativity that that I certainly get after going to Burning Man for a week, and then coming back and trying to bring a little bit of that into the default world, I think that's where it needs to go. Commerce doesn't have to go into Burning Man, Mm -hmm. but Burning Man is kind of spilling out into the default world, into the commerce, and I think that's kind of a compliment, you know, trying to figure out how how to make the rest of your world kind of match that Mm -hmm. within the context of money and civilization and having to pay rent, car insurance and all that kind of stuff. And I think you can still be a good citizen and an engaged person and make money. I don't think making money is evil. And especially if you're able to make some money by giving people a good service or a good product, by supporting the community and doing things in a, I say right, meaning, you know, the way that you want to believe in the way that you yeah. want to work that your you life. you can stand behind, I think. That like, you can stand behind. You're like, I'm not um, you know, shipping jobs off to India. If my business grows, I will be hiring people here, and I will be giving them a living wage, giving them health insurance. You know, that's the goals that I have by people supporting my business. I'm able to support people in the community. What would you say, speaking as sort of a business owner or burner mm-hmm. in business, what would you say is 
sort of your greatest asset that you bring to to being a business owner? Hmm. I coined a term, and I'm not sure if I'm the first person to ever have used it, burnerpreneur. It's really a fun thing because it's like entrepreneur. Being a burner gives you such a totally different direction. You know, you come at things in a totally different way. Mm -hmm. So that's what I ended up putting on my cards. Because I thought that was like, you know, you could put designer, owner, CEO, whatever you want to put. But it's like, that. I thought it was interesting. And it's really indicative of what it is that I'm doing. Because it's like, I'm being an entrepreneur, but I'm coming at it from kind of a different slant. And I definitely have my vision... The business aspect of it's always intrigued me. Mm-hmm. You know, the running a business, the marketing, the choosing what you're going to do, figuring out how all that kind of stuff works. And I think that's what I'm really loving doing this Prepare for the Playa events mm. because because a lot of artists and other people might not have the more of the business side of things, you know, because they have yeah. this art and they oh, have yeah. this really great thing that they do. But, you know, translating that into, okay, now how can you make money? How can you at least break even? You right. know, huh? right. how can you pay for your supplies and, you know, keep how a roof over charge in order you know per thing in order to make money at it and exactly exactly and figuring and giving them an outlet to go this is where I'm going to try to get as many people that are interested in you know your target market and people that are interested in buying your item your type of items into one space to give you a place and I guess that's the thing that I think that I bring which is not so much in my faux fur and wild on the inside but the business part of it, and that's the thing that I really want to share with other burnerpreneurs, is I want I want to be that person that can maybe help you with that kind of stuff. I was looking for an outlet for my stuff, thinking other people are probably looking for an outlet. You know, I've tra- traipsed around Haight-Nashbury looking for funky stuff before Burning Man and run into people who are like, where do you get a faux fur coat? You know, and I'm like, hey. And that's what I think, you know, the burnerpreneurs and Prepare for the Ply and all these people are bringing something unique to the table. And buying local doesn't mean buying at your local Walmart. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, let's make that really clear. I was reading a speech, a Larry Harvey speech on, mm-hmm. on the burningman.com from a few years ago. He was talking about the gifting and that what makes it unique is that it creates a connection between people. But taking that a little further, buying buying local, buying burner, it creates a connection as well because you are expanding your community. You are supporting your community. You are having an intimate relationship with somebody, a producer of your product. Like you said, it's you're not going to REI and getting a blank. You're getting something from somebody, and maybe you even have input on it. Yeah. That's a fantastic feeling. I mean, you have a connection to the product. It's not going to be a throwaway. It's like a totally different relationship that you'll have to the things that you buy. And I think if we had more of that, mm-hmm. I think we'd maybe buy less and we'd also throw away less, you know? We'd have all these these keepsakes, these really mm-hmm. unique, neat things and that have stories and that have these connections. And you have the relationship. If you buy something from a burner and then you say, hey, I'm camping at 3 o'clock in G, come see me in it. I've had those conversations with yeah, people, and that's yeah. like, that's creating community. That's not just a give me your money and here's your thing and go away. I think it brings a lot more joy. This year, in 2009, Prepare for the Playa will be held on three days in August. August 1st, 22nd, and 23rd, from 12 to 8 p.m. at the Sports Basement at 1590 Bryant Street in San Francisco. Get prepared for your burn this year with fashion shows, Playa U how-to clinics, performances, and all the Playa-specific and Playa-friendly products and fashions from your favorite local burnerpreneurs. For more information, visit the event website at prepareforthepliya.com 
or you can click on the link in this episode's show notes. Our next segment is a recording of beatbox artist Kid Beyond performing at Center Camp, submitted to us by Whiskey Devil. If you don't know his work, Kid Beyond is an extraordinary performer whose vocal skills are like a superpower. Enjoy! Oh, I, oh, I walk. Yeah. 
Listening to Burncast, a podcast spreading the flames about the art, culture, and community of Burning Man. Visit us on the web at burncast.tv. Follow at Burncast on Twitter. Leave us a message at 775-363-5861 or send us an email at burncast at gmail.com. And as always, a massive thank you to Lector of NoSpectators.com for hosting these podcasts. Thanks, Lector. Get me closer to God. <laughs> <laughs>